Hey everyone, before we get into our episode of the 20 Minute Podcast today, Pastor Rich and I felt that we should let you know that we recorded this episode almost a month ago. And since then, things have really changed in our world. So for some of you, the things that we talk about might be even more relevant than they were when we recorded this. Um, For others, it might not hit the mark at all. Either way, we hope and we pray that you and your families are doing well, that you're enjoying the extra time you can spend together, and that you aren't just bored out of your mind sitting around not doing anything. It's a little bit of foreshadowing there for this next episode. So we hope you enjoy it. They're going out there and they're like, it's 50 degrees. This is great. I don't need my coat. And I was like, yeah, you do. But they're, they're just... <laughs> then they're sick for a week. Welcome to the 20-Minute Podcast, a ministry of King of Kings Lutheran Church. We are a caring community reaching in friendship with Christ. Follow us on social media at King of Kings CR or visit us on the web at www.kingofkingscr.org. Welcome to the 20 Minute Podcast. I'm sitting here with Pastor Rich Balvance, and I'm Tony Dixon, and it's good to be with you again for another 20 minutes. You know, the interesting thing about this experience is how fast it goes. That's right. Well, time flies when you're having fun. Well, it does, and there's no chance to just sit around and get bored, you know, in that short amount of time. I guess. I don't know. Have you never been bored here? uh, not, Not in the podcast, I have not been bored. There have been times in the rest of my life. I mean... Growing up, the weather seems to have changed, but it seems like the month of March was always that, you know, there's a good day and then there's a lousy day, and a, then That's a right. good day and a That's lousy right. day. And, and it's like the month of March would never get over with. You know, it would be 45, 50 degrees one day and a foot of snow the next, and it seemed like the month would never get over. I referred to it, in fact, as the 45 days of March. Oh, 45 days 40, of March. And just, I can barely stand the the actual days of March. And don't don't throw an additional 15 days or something. <laughs> no, been, How many days are in March anyway? Well, thir- even... normally 31. Okay, 30 31. days half September, you know. Uh, That's right. I don't I don't know that rhyme, Rich. Oh, you don't? Okay, well, I'll teach it to you a little <laughs> bit later because we have this time goes by so quickly. I don't want to use any more of it. That's right. Minor things like that. But you know, it's it's that time of year especially as you're looking forward to the arrival of spring and summer and that sort of thing that you you just kind of kind of give up on on interest you lose you know the That's holidays right. are past and and, uh, and so it, it's easy to get bored yeah in a prolonged period of nothingness and to kind of get into that cabin fever type of mode too yeah. i know that that's where we're at with our family like you said when there's that one nice day in between all of the other ones all of my, my kids are out there they yeah. go they're ready they're waiting at the door and in fact they're going out there and they're like it's 50 degrees this is great i don't need my coat and i was like, yeah you do but they're they're just <laughs> then they're sick for a week that's, that's <laughs> hey that's that's a little too on the nose for today i know <laughs> it, it, but it is i mean it's yeah. and, and this is the time of year when parents are dealing with that kids get sick they're they've got the flu or fevers or whatever and and it really does be boredom gets to be a big issue especially in these northern climates i think that's right Uh, and even among adults we find ourselves looking at life as just being repetitive uh, monotonous really nothing to look forward to and so what do we end up doing you know sitting in front of the television watching a show half-heartedly 
and uh, on your phone looking at that screen the rest <laughs> of the time and not really doing anything worthwhile. And to add to that, when you look at your Facebook feed or whatever that happens to be, it always looks like everybody else is just having a blast, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yes, it does. Look at all the stuff they're doing. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm there with the television on, looking at my phone with one hand and <laughs> eating a bowl of M&Ms with the other. <laughs> That's you know? right. So, and, that was the big excitement for the night there. That was, that was it right there. We waste time. We find ourselves misdirected in our lives and, and just not living to the abundant life that we are called to live mm-hmm. according to uh, God's word. So I was uh, looked at a magazine. Many people are probably familiar with psychology today. It was an old issue. Oh, I thought they, you were going to say many people are familiar with magazines. With magazines, yes. not, not so many anymore. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it was an article called Eight Reasons Why We Get Bored. Well, uh, I, I don't think I want to try and bring up all of those, but one of them is just plain monotony. Yeah. And that repetition, that mental fatigue, and all of the things that go with it. But one of the things that really struck me in this article, and I, th- I can see this in people, I think, is that boredom often comes from uh, the need for novelty. In other words, to be stimulated yeah. in some way beyond the normal just life yeah the stimulation of life of living the day-to-day stuff isn't good enough there's got to be more to it than that right and and so this boredom leads people to take risks uh, risks that you normally wouldn't take uh, with your life with all sorts of behaviors that are not good generally and so that need for novelty that springs from boredom is really, it's a difficult thing, and it's, yeah. a, it's a challenging. There's been a lot of discussion about introverts, extroverts, and, oh, what are you? If you're an introvert, maybe you handle boredom in a different way. But mm-hmm. I know I'm an extroverted person. When I go out, when I'm around people, when I'm able to engage, it doesn't wear me out. That gives me more energy and makes me feel like there's a purpose to what's happening or what we're doing. And, and so that being cooped up inside... That very quickly can turn to I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. I got to. <laughs> I've got to go do something. I've got to get out of my office and go yep. talk to somebody. I've lost interest in <laughs> in what's happening. Yeah, and the and the opposite I think can be true as well. That if you have a character that is satisfied by not doing something, mm-hmm. boredom then causes you to do even more of that. Right. It almost gets you further into a kind of a rut or deeper into that. And so we have this need to stimulate ourselves in some way. And oftentimes it's toward risky behavior. You know, according to that article, there were a number of things that really struck me. Another one was uh, something that they called uh, a lack of emotional awareness. Sure. And that's just, where do I find meaning in my life? And, And so there's a lot of issues that stem from people's not finding meaning in their lives and yeah um, there certainly is enough of that there is and you know it's interesting when i was thinking about this as preparing for today that if you take a segment of our society that has been kind of pushed aside in terms of how meaning is described most of us today, the meaning from our life, from our daily living comes from a job yeah. or a position or a title or something that has to do with what we do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And usually associated with earning money. 
And so the view of the stay-at-home mom, yep. the the housewife who used to call them, I don't know if that's, I don't know if anybody gets to be called that or not anymore, but it <laughs> it's, uh, it, yeah. it has lost its, its dignity and the person who is involved in that, the woman who's involved in that, mm-hmm. uh, is expected to be bored. Uh, they're expected to not have a feeling of meaning or a feeling of value. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that you say that because there's there's the incredible value in, of course, being a parent and that responsibility and that mm-hmm. role. It's one of those things that even God's Word speaks to that specifically, right? Oh, it, it does. You look back at Proverbs, um, I think it's Proverbs 31, about verse 25, and it says, She's clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. So, I mean, even just those verses and the incredible value that there is to that. It's something not to scoff at, right? No. It's not. It's not to look at and say, well, I'm just staying home with, with kids, whether that's a mom or a dad. The idea that motherhood should be considered something that would bore you to death, <laughs> right. that would have no meaning uh, or value associated with it, is just absolutely wrong. I mean, it, it's an incorrect mm-hmm. view of life the way God has intended it to be. So that whole area of having meaning in life and overcoming boredom, that's one that uh, we really need to be aware of, especially, I think, for those who are caring for for children at home and fulfilling God's command in that way and his desire in that way that we not look down on that. It was overwhelming and frustrating and even boring or maybe seemingly meaningless as that might be, depending on the day, we can go back to God's Word and the importance of that role and the importance of being there for your kids and for your family and what that means and how important that is. Yeah, it's a struggle for many today to maintain that attitude toward it because so much of our society describes it in in a very different way. Boredom as a subject, I think, is something that we kind of can uh, look at, you know, in terms of consequences, because those who are not engaged in life as God would have us be engaged leads, or at least can lead, to some really poor behaviors. Sure. It's indicative, I think, of some sort of inner pain, oftentimes. Yeah. And that can lead into. Uh, as we mentioned before, some kind of risky behaviors. It's well known, it's well documented that the those who are chronically bored mm-hmm. oftentimes succumb to drug addiction or alcoholism or compulsive gambling or whatever it, would, it might be. Sure. Uh, I looked up, just for the sake of knowledge, what alcohol consumption is in areas of the United States. And it's not a surprise that it's higher in the northern states generally than it is in the southern states. <laughs> okay. You know, you have this winter-long yeah. issue of cabin fever, like you mentioned. Sure, yeah. And alcohol consumption seems to ramp up yeah. as you move farther north. And in fact, New Hampshire is the number one state in terms of per capita 
alcohol. Oh, okay. Uh, at least purchases. Okay, consumption. Um, I thought you were going to say Iowa. Well, no, know. no. I was. I I didn't realize we were a southern state, no. but we are apparently we're, we're huh? more more like the uh, the middle part of the country. But sure, New Hampshire has an alcohol consumption of. Uh, four and three quarters gallons per capita, okay. at least on wow. a purchase basis. We had a, a a lady who stopped in the other day who lives in New Hampshire. Okay, and I brought this up to her. Did you uh, ask her if she had purchased her four point well, seven five gallons? I didn't put her on the spot. Okay, but one of the things she did say is that 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 number might not be exactly accurate because New Hampshire doesn't have a tax on on, oh. on it. Okay. Uh, the way that the adjoining states of Vermont and uh, Maine well, and but, some others but, do. But in talking about, like you said, the harsh winters and things like yeah. that, it really doesn't matter, right? It really wouldn't they'll make all any go, difference. I mean, it's it's kind of a collective number, but still. Yeah, but I just found it interesting yeah. you know, that this idea of alcohol consumption and yeah. winter-long boredom can kind of come together like yeah. that. The, the other thing that I think a lot about in terms of boredom is younger people. And years ago, they realized that there was a need to do something about the bored young people. Mm-hmm. And I haven't read, read this article in quite some time, but I believe that's what started up things like Sunday schools mm-hmm. and the YMCA and things like that is because there was this need for something for young people to be doing that wasn't just going out on the streets, you know, making trouble, finding mischief because they were bored. Right? Hanging around, getting in trouble. That's yeah. right. And so when we think of that idea of boredom, it has all kinds of ways that it expresses itself in one's view of what life is. Yeah. I mean, God has a lot of things to say, and we've already we've already touched on a few of them about how our life is to be filled with Him. But uh, the, one of the biggest things to me, I think, is this idea of who owns my time. Yeah, you know, I do. I yeah. Well, it's, it's all mine. It, it's all mine. Yeah. <laughs> who owns who? To who does this time belong? And yeah. and we've got a cultural situation of where we have this general attitude that time is mine and I can spend it any way I want. Right. And that brings us to that parable that uh, Jesus taught. It was the one about the rich man who had, uh, he was a farmer, had a great big harvest, put it all in his barns. There wasn't room, so he built more and decided that he was going to just take it easy, uh, fill his time with whatever he felt like. And if that was nothing, then I'll fill my time with nothing because it's yeah. mine. And God said to him, you, you know, you fool, you thought you owned your life, but you don't. Uh, in fact, your life ends tonight. And all this planning ahead to be idle or uh, whatever it was you were going to do, that's out the window. To get to a certain point and say, okay, I'm going to coast or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's interesting too, because when you think about the fact that God's word is clear and gives us purpose. I think that there's something to that that people are really looking for as well. You look at Ephesians chapter 2, which a lot of us Lutherans may be familiar with, right? Because it's by grace we've been saved through faith. But you go on to verse 10, and it talks about the fact that we're God's handiwork, right? We're created in Christ Jesus to to do things. To do things. Particularly things that he wants us to do. Right. Right. So that time that we think is ours, or that we would like to believe is ours, really is time that belongs to God, and he's already planned out how it is he wants us to use that time. And 
interestingly enough for us Christians, that time is specifically aimed toward one another. We are part of one body, and we all have a place within that body of Christ, and each of those places has a vocation that comes with it that we fulfill. Yeah. It makes me feel a little uh, guilty about those times when I say, oh, I'm bored, you know, because, (laughs) because when we say that, it's an admission that I'm not thinking about my time in the way God wants me to consider my time yeah. in my life. There is uh, no guarantee that there is a next minute yeah. uh, for us. As we look at God's Word and what it tells us about that, I mean, there really is kind of time sense. It's time sensitive, right? There's a sense of urgency. For us as Christians, if we look at the Bible and if we say, yeah, that's what we believe to be true, there's no way that we can read what it tells us and sit around and do nothing, especially when it comes to sharing the gospel. Yes. And it's not a command by God that says, don't ever sleep or don't ever rest. He, <laughs> never take a break. <laughs> never take a break. That's right. He, in fact, his intention is that we take a day of rest yeah, every right. week. Yeah. But the whole purpose of that time that he has given to us is to fulfill his command to us to love one another. Yeah. And he also tells us that there isn't that much time remaining to do that. There's one passage, especially from Romans 13, when Paul's talking about this, he says, do this understanding the present time. And that present time understanding is that the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Yeah. You know, the time is here to take this seriously. Yeah. And overcome these feelings of ownership that we have about our lives because we do not own this life. He says, our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over and the day is almost here. We, we have to remember those things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how are we doing? Are, are, are you tired of this? Or are we about? I am getting a little bit bored, but you know what? At least now, as, as I think about this and reflect back on our 20 minutes together, I do see that there is there is some purpose. Who knows what? But only God knows. It but. may be the only the listener who figures out what the purpose of all of this is. But you know, it convicts me. But yet, I'm pleased as well that God has chosen yeah. me to be the one through whom He carries out these loving things that yeah. He's planned out for His people. So, yeah. if we look at it from that way, we should never feel bored about well, what we're doing. Yeah, and we'll never do it perfectly. But at least on those days when we're bored, and it leads us to a place of seeming to lack purpose or or drive or whatever that is, uh, we, we know that God has a purpose for us. Right. I can't overemphasize that purpose is loving each other, yeah. as Christ would have us do. So. Well, with that, do you want to say a little prayer here for us today so we can kind of end on a positive note I would be happy to. All right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, your word. Lord, we thank you for the times in our lives that we have to reflect on the guidance that you give us. God, even in situations that may seem to lack purpose, in the times when we are bored, uh, God, I pray that you would uh, lead us back to the purpose that you've given us, which is to share your love and share the gospel with others and to be there for each other. 
And God, in those times when we might not do that or when we fall short, we uh, thank you for your grace. And we pray that that would also be something that uh, motivates us to share your love with other people. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I'm super bored, so let's get out of here. I'm tired of sitting in this chair. I know that. Yeah.